I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. Uh, been a while since you've heard me. I recently went on vacation to Arizona. That was for a wedding. And when I came back, they, uh, they kind of threw me into the lion's den at work to the point where I was overworked and literally exhausted. If you've ever slept for close to 20 hours... I gotta say, it's kind of a nice feeling, but it, you don't want to go through the work week that I did to get to that sleep. It's it's not really worth it in the long run, but I'm back. I've got a lot of boxing news to talk about, and the thing that I want to talk about at the top of the show is Arislandi Lara versus Jared Hurd. Now, originally last week I was going to do a podcast, but... I, I scrapped it because it was not up to the standard that I wanted it to be originally. And I was, I, when I was uh, looking at this fight for that uh, scrapped podcast, I was saying that this is almost a do or die fight for Arislandi Lara. Because, you know, he's made uh, five defenses of his IBO super welterweight title and, uh, seven defenses of, or sorry, six defenses of his WBA welterweight title. But at the same time, he's never been that uh, that exciting to watch. I mean, he has scored some knockouts in the past of Alfredo Angulo. But it, l- l- let's be honest, he's not the most exciting fighter to watch. He's extremely technical, but not very exciting. And he went up against the undefeated Jared Hurd, who had a record of 21-0. and 0. I feel, I feel bad for Lara because even though he lost the fight, and I, I felt that at the end of uh, when it was all done, I thought, you know, this is a fight that could go either way. And it was a split decision loss for Lara. But I thought it was a very good fight. One of the better ones that Lara's been in. I, I, I still think that his best fight was the Alfredo and Gulo bout. But regardless, I, I think this fight with Jared Hurd was uh, very entertaining to watch. And I don't think that it's hurt Arislandi Lara as bad as I would have thought had he been knocked out or something like that. If anything, it shows that he's still one of the bigger names in the 154-pound division. Now, uh, he has said that he does want a rematch with Hurd, but I honestly don't think that's going to happen right away. Um, regardless, it, it was still a very good fight, one of the better fights of 2018, the question is, do we see Lara again? I Like I said, I don't think there's going to be a rematch right away. But if there is another fight for him, who's he going to be against? There are lots of possible names out there in the 154-pound division. But regardless, I don't think that his uh, career is completely over at this point. He may, He's probably going to want to have one or two more fights. He did earn a million dollars for this fight. And I think he would like a few more big paydays before finally calling it a career. But regardless, I don't think this was uh, a nail in the coffin for Arislandi Lara, not in the least. And it's funny, there there doesn't seem to be a guy out there who can like convincingly beat Lara. Like I said, this, this fight could have gone either way the way I saw it. 
But, you know, look at the fight against Alvarez. That was disputed. The fight against Paul Williams, extremely disputed. A lot of people say that Lara should have gotten the decision for that. I'm one of them as much or as big as a fan of Paul Williams as I am. I think that Lara should have won that fight. And I really thought that he won the fight against Canelo Alvarez. But, unfortunately, Lara just doesn't seem to have the best luck in Las Vegas. And... That's a pity, but regardless, I, I still think it was a very good fight, and heck, I would like to see Arislandi Lara in the ring again. I don't think, like I keep saying, I don't think it's going to be against Hurd, but uh, regardless, I'll be there to watch that fight. Moving on, speaking of Canelo Alvarez, in the last podcast, I was talking about how I hoped the... The, the, the May 5th fight between him and Gennady Golovkin. I hope that that wouldn't get canceled. And what do you know? I'm on vacation. It gets canceled. Ugh. Damn, damn, damn it all to hell. To be fair, uh, Canelo is the one who withdrew from the contest. He has a hearing with the Nevada State Athletic Commission about uh, him testing positive for the uh, PED clenbuterol. And it, it's funny, afterwards, uh, I, I thought, okay, the, the whole venue is going to be canceled and everything. No, apparently, uh, can, or sorry, Triple G is still looking for an opponent for that fight, even though, the, you know, it's less than three weeks away. Not a venue has been properly announced yet. No tickets have been sold, but, you know, there's still going to be a fight. And apparently, one of the names being floated around is Vanez Mariozian, who, as you might recall, twice fought <clears throat> Arislandi Lara. Uh, first time was a technical draw. The second time was a clear victory for Lara. And that was the last time he fought. That was all the way back in 2016. All right? The best opponent you can get for Triple G is somebody who last fought in 2016? Ooh. No, 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 no. I, I realize that they want to keep Gennady Golovkin active, but surely there have got to be better ways than that. You would think, but I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. It, it's a damn shame that the fight's been canceled. It was one that I was really, really looking forward to. I I told myself, okay, you know, the week before that fight, I've got my big comic book show I'm going to go to for that. And then next week, it's, you know, the rematch of the year. Who who can't, who can't love that? Well, damn it. All my, all my plans are ruined now. I mean, maybe I'm just going to have to be a nerd in a different way and watch Infinity War for a second time. I don't know. But it's a damn shame that the rematch isn't happening. Uh, I kind of wish that... Golovkin would, or sorry, not Golovkin, that Canelo would keep his mouth shut, stop saying things like, oh, it's uh, Gennady Golovkin who's scared to fight me, and then you've got Oscar De La Hoya, who last week was going on Twitter at 2.30 in the morning, you know, going on these rants about how it's uh, Golovkin who's scared, and Canelo's the best, and you know, he's making all this money, he's getting into fights with fans, even got into a fight, well not a fight I want to say, but he even got upset once again with yours truly. Now you're probably thinking, Andrew, how is this possible? He blocked the Boxing for Free Twitter account years ago. Well, yes he did, but he didn't block my unofficial, or not unofficial, but my uh, 
my first Twitter account was which is just uh, at Schweitzer man. But you know, I, I just see De La Hoya's going off, and he's saying, "Oh, uh, Canelo is making forty million dollars a fight!" Ha 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 ha! And I just I replied, "If Canelo is making forty million dollars a f- uh, forty million dollars a fight, why the hell is he buying all this tainted meat from Mexico and eating that again, Oscar? Buy Alberta beef." It's delicious. It's some of the best meat on God's green earth, and best of all, sorry, and best of all, if you test positive for a performance-enhancing drug, you can't blame the meat because there's no drugs in our meat. It's fantastic, and I, I don't know, I don't know what that did to set him off, but uh, he blocked me, and now I can't read Oscar De La Hoya's tweets. I I'm so upset. It, you know, it's just just a damn tragedy but i i suppose there are worse things that can happen in life i mean in all honesty oscar's probably very very upset i don't want i don't wish this on him but i'm kind of worried that he's at risk of falling off the wagon i i hope to god millie de la hoya is keeping her lingerie locked up because the last thing she wants is another relapse from her husband uh and the, the thing is, Canelo's uh, going to have a hearing within the Nevada State Athletic Commission about these tests, and we're going to find out if he's going to be suspended for a certain amount of time or not. Given how the Nevada State Athletic Commission is and how they've reacted before to uh, controversies revolving big draw fighters like Floyd Mayweather, I don't think that too much is going to happen. In all, in all honesty, I think that maybe uh, Canelo will get a four-month suspension at best, and then we'll see him fight again in September. But it's a, like I keep saying, it's a damn shame that this fight between Golovkin and Canelo isn't going to be happening next month. Uh, that's all I've got to say on that. Moving on. Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. As we all know, 2017 had one of the more bigger events in boxing history when the best fighter of his generation took on a complete novice and carried him for about 10 rounds or so. Let's be honest, Floyd could have ended that fight a lot sooner than he did, and he I'm pretty sure that he later admitted that he carried McGregor. And it was so one-sided that it made you wonder, okay, who's going to want to see that fight again? Well, there are plenty of morons out there because this fight is happening again, except this time it is going to be happening in the UFC octagon. Yes, apparently the fight will... Uh, I, I, I don't think there's a set date yet, but the rule set includes 4-ounce gloves, no shoes, 5-minute rounds in the 155-pound division. Now... This is going to be taking place in the UFC octagon. So you're going to think, oh, wow, how's Floyd Mayweather going to deal with all the kicks, the takedowns, you know, a knee to the face? How's Floyd going to handle that? He's never fought somebody who's doing that to him. And he's not going to in this fight either because this fight will have no kicks, no takedowns, no elbows, no knees. Certain things will be allowed, like the clinch. And that's about it. So are we going to see chokeholds in this? I don't know. I, I I imagine so, so that a lot of people can get excited about the idea of Floyd Mayweather being choked out by Conor McGregor. I I personally don't care. Why is this fight even happening? It was so one-sided, McGregor was hardly ever in this fight to begin with the first time. 
And the only thing he's done since that's noteworthy is go on a drunken bender and, you know, trash up a bus with all these other UFC fighters on it, which screwed up the latest UFC card, if I recall correctly. I don't know. I don't give a rat's ass about the UFC. But, uh, you know, did, did Connor go through all that Mayweather money so quickly that he decides, okay, crap, I need another big payday for doing nothing? I, I don't know. I don't even know why I'm talking about this freaking farce of a fight. And I said the word freaking because Justin, you know, he, he's kind of like an old woman. He does not like uh, profanity and swearing. Like, honestly, if you ever see him on Facebook, he'll get so upset about something, he will actually type out EFF. He's kind of like that kid who pretends to swear, but, you know, he's worried that his parents are going to be listening around the corner, even though they're far away. Regardless, this fight should not be happening. If you want to waste more money on it, fine. If I have that... uh, if I have that weekend off and I have a chance to see the fight, I'll be more interested in, you know, maybe drinking at a bar and watching it and maybe making some rude comments. But I, I'm not that interested in seeing it. I'm just in it for the booze. Moving on. After a two and a half year absence from the ring, it was announced this week that Tyson Fury will be making his long awaited comeback this uh, this year. It's going to be happening June the 9th. Uh, The opponent has yet to be determined. It's going to be taking place at the Manchester Arena in Manchester, England. As we all know, Fury's last fight was against Vladimir Klitschko all the way back in November of 2015. Fury won a unanimous decision to lift the heavyweight championship away from Klitschko. And then after that, there was always talk of a rematch, but it never happened. Uh, Fury had a lot of problems. He was battling cocaine addiction. He kept announcing his retirement on these weird Twitter rants. It was a very bizarre time for Tyson Fury, and it, you almost kind of wondered, is he ever going to fight again? You know, he's only, uh, he's actually 29 years old. He's going to be 30 in August. And I thought, is this guy's career over? And... At the moment, it seems that it's not. Like I said, an opponent has yet to be announced, but already Fury is saying, you know, nobody's taking my title from me. I'm still the lineal heavyweight champion of the world. I'm the man who beat the man who beat the man who beat the man. He's saying that he can fight Anthony Joshua and beat him tomorrow. You know what? I'm not the biggest Tyson Fury fan, but if he's saying this, great. Because when he beat Klitschko, I was surprised, but I thought, you know what? We could be we could be entering a new era of heavyweight boxing. We really could here. And we could be seeing some great fights in the heavyweight division. And last year we did with uh, Anthony Joshua versus Vladimir Klitschko. That was probably the best fight of 2017 if we're all if we're going to be all honest. I thought it was a tremendous fight. It helped breathe much much needed new life into the heavyweight division. It's needed it for a while. It's kind of surprising that a fight with Vladimir Klitschko was the one that did that. But regardless, if Fury says, okay, you know, I'm back in the game. And after I win this fight in uh, in June, hopefully, if he wins the fight in June, he could have another fight in about five or six months time. Who knows? That might be against Anthony Joshua or Deontay Wilder is also there. He's got a heavyweight title. 
he wants Joshua next to everybody wants Anthony Joshua this is great we could have three fights that you know help bring the heavyweight division back to boxing's forefront and I, I think that's great no, I, I think that's tremendous. You don't have to be big fans of these people, but they do produce very good fights. I thought that uh, Wilder's last fight against Ortiz was very entertaining. Sorry, Brendan Schaub, it's not the greatest heavyweight title fight of all time. I mean, that shows that you've only seen one heavyweight title fight. But, no, I, I, I am very excited about the heavyweight division again. Only problem is, is that, wait a minute, I did feel this excited before, back in 2015, when Fury won the title. And it took a while for things to happen. The only notable thing that Fury did was, you know, get coked out of his mind. But I hope that doesn't happen again. I hope that he's got his demons under control. And I hope that we can really get some good fights for 2018 and beyond. So, Tyson Fury, if you're back, come back swinging, please. Come back swinging, not sniffing. Moving on, is Manny Pacquiao making the biggest mistake of his career in the final stage of it? It's possible because it was announced recently that Freddie Roach will not be in the corner for Manny Pacquiao in what will be his final fight against Lucas the Machine Matisse. That fight is scheduled to take place on uh, a second ago. Uh, July 15th of this year, it's uh, apparently going to be for the WBA welterweight title. And Pacquiao has decided that he's not going to have Roach in his corner. You know, the guy who's been with him since 2001, helped improve him, make him into a more complete fighter instead of just a one-handed fighter. No, he's decided that he is going to have Boo Boy Hernandez in his corner. Now, it, Boo Boy, as you know, is Pacquiao's best friend. He's more more or less like the Bundini Brown of his generation, if you if you ask me. Bundini Brown, as you know, Muhammad Ali's longtime cornerman and quote unquote co-trainer, but in the end, you know, just a glamorized cheerleader who you know said some bad poetry, if you ask me. But um, I, I think this might be a bit of a mistake. On Pacquiao's part, you know, you kind of have a good thing going with Freddie Roach. Why would you want to jeopardize that with Boo Boy? But, you know, that that's his decision. Uh, I'm very worried that Pacquiao, that we could be possibly getting ready for a, something similar to what happened when Pacquiao faced Oscar De La Hoya. That, you got to remember, that was, you know, almost 10 years ago. But I remember going into that fight, all these people picking Oscar. And I couldn't understand it because I thought Oscar is, at this point, a part-time fighter. He hasn't really been up against somebody like Pacquiao. I mean, his fight before that was against Stevie Forbes, a guy who could barely punch. And yet, you know, he marked up Oscar's face. So... Why are why is it that when Ring Magazine is pulling 20 experts, only two of them are picking Manny Pacquiao to win, and one of them was Timothy Bradley, by the way? I thought, you people are crazy. I'm going with Manny to stop Oscar in seven or eight rounds, and that is exactly what happened. I've never had, or I've rarely had a more 
perfect prediction than that, and I wish I had written it down, but I'm not lying when I say that that fight went exactly as I expected. And, yeah, he just... I'm kind of worried that that could happen with Matisse against Pacquiao. I don't know, something in the back of my mind is just... I've got this upset sense, and I don't know, I, I can't seem to shake it. But... Hopefully, we will be uh, getting some more information about this fight as we get closer to it. I don't know if HBO or whoever is going to... Actually, I don't think it is HBO. I think it's going to be ESPN. They are going to be airing the fight because HBO is hardly in the fight game anymore. A bit ironic. But I don't know. I can't shake this feeling that there is an upset coming. But that that's just me. And... Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, and I hope that Pacquiao does, you know, finally, this, once and for all, say, okay, I'm done, I'm retired, no more, no more of these comebacks, which, in all honesty, his last fight against Timothy Bradley, that should have been the end, but he didn't learn, and I hope he doesn't pay the price for his arrogance. Uh, before I go... I just want to thank you, the audience, once again for uh, hanging around. I know it's been a while. I, I've er, early in the year, I tried to be very consistent with uh, releasing the podcast. I wanted to have them out every two weeks, but uh, after the last one, I just had so much going on, just uh, just a bit too much on my plate. I'm trying to balance it a bit more evenly now, and I I'm going to try to have one hopefully within the next week or two. I don't want to do another uh, do another drought where I'm gone for a little over a month like last time, but I, hopefully, hopefully I'll be back in a week or two. There is a, I I do have a movie review that I'm going to be uh, covering, and hopefully, if there's some more news, I'll be here to cover it. So uh, thank you once again for listening, and that's all we have for you this week. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com. That's boxing, the number four, free.com. Twitter.com slash boxingforfree. Be like Arislandi Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stavern, Miller at Zizek, Adonis Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to youtube.com slash boxingforfree and like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash boxingforfree page. You can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, give us a review and let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. (laughs) 